Adam, we had the opportunity to talk with Alexander Nate over Zoom video. Alexander was born and raised, he says, the DMV. I haven't heard DMV before until this conversation, which is D.C., Virginia, I think Maryland, Michigan, Mar Maryland. D.C., Virginia, Maryland. I hadn't heard of that before, but it all makes sense. But he was mainly raised in Virginia. His family immigrated here from Ethiopia, so he actually knows the native language in Ethiopia. He spent a year living there, talked about that, which is super interesting. He also tells us how he got into music. We learn all about Alexander's first record, Red Canary, the concept and process behind his second album, Blue Jay, which is written all about his current relationship, and the latest song called Save This Dance For Me, which will be added to the Blue Jay Deluxe release. It's an incredible song, Save This Dance For Me. It's also written about his current uh, relationship, so he talks a lot about that as well. You can watch our interview with Alexander Nate on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Alexander Nate. Thanks for being here. Uh, I want to know, where were you born and raised? Uh, born and raised in the DMV area. Grew okay. up in um, grew up in Virginia, Lorton area. Like I kind of moved around, started in like Alexandria, but eventually ended up in Lorton, and uh, pretty much grew up there uh, my whole life. Because DMV, you're meaning like Virginia, uh, DC, Maryland, yes, triangle yes, but, thing. So essentially, I grew up exactly that triangle. But I grew up in Virginia, like born and raised, um, and and actually like moved in the Virginia area. Like my mom lived in Virginia. Um, the whole time she came from Ethiopia and that's wow. where they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and my dad came here from Ethiopia, um, gave birth. And, you know, I was born actually in the Maryland hospital, like, so really close to where we were living at mm -hmm. and then, but yeah, grew up and, and raised in Virginia. Yeah. So I was like in Alexandria, then in Lorton and that's, that's kind of my upbringing. Wow. Okay. So they yeah. moved here and had you like, they, how new to the states were there? I mean, Ethiopia, that's a big jump. It's a very big jump. I mean, you know, my, my dad at the time had been like coming back and forth, trying to okay. figure out a way to like get his, you know, get approved for, I believe his green card and, and mm -hmm. everything. So when he came back to Ethiopia, he kind of like rekindled um, like a romance with my mom. Cause it's kind of hard when, you know, you're separated and they were kind of dating and then they met again um, when he came back from the States and they kind of, rekindled this romance they had a, a really uh, amazing summer according to you know their stories and then sure, sure. Um, and then they just you know she they decided they wanted to be together you know and one of those things where they three four months of rekindling it and, and bringing it together they they hopped on a plane moved over to Virginia and, and then I think I was born about a year or two later wow wow so was yeah. your dad coming over for work and then eventually well, I, I, yeah, I think he was trying to sort out exactly because there was a little bit of unrest at the time within the country. Mm, okay. And so he was trying to, you know, figure out a way um, to get his visa and get approved, you know, in the States. And, and mm -hmm. it takes a little bit of time oh, to be sure. able to figure those things out, you know. So, yeah, I feel like what he did was he just um, came, started working and, you know, took the time to actually be able to come back and get my mom and be able to, like, come to America. So, yeah, I mean, it was it, it's a it's a crazy story to think about just because 
how different our upbringings were, you know, oh, like, sure. from my parents and the things they've seen and, um, and witness and then kind of like, you know, what, what they did and coming here and, and having a whole new upbringing. But, you know, I was lucky enough to eventually later down the line, go to Ethiopia for about a year of my life. Really? 10 years. Old. Yeah, yeah. When I was 10 years old, I was able to go back home, live with my aunt. Me and my sister went back, lived with my aunt and really got to experience the culture and, um, and get to like really understand like my heritage. That is yeah. really cool. So you, yeah. you said 10 years old and you lived there yeah. for a, for a full year. Were you going to school yeah. there and everything? Yeah, I was going to school. Um, there was, it's really, there's a small school there called Greek school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just like students from all over the place. It, it, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because, you know, a lot of the curriculum revolves around learning the English language as well, you know, different things because, you know, it's just to be able to, um, you know, if people want to move or go mm-hmm. different places and, and English being kind of a universal language. Universal so language I, yeah. yeah. I kind of had a head start um, in a way because my, as even though I can speak my language fluently, I have a bit of like an accent when I do speak mm-hmm. it, you know, it's like kind of broken and it's kind of, you know, like it doesn't come out as smoothly as I would like it to sometimes. So I kind of had a, you know, an advantage being able to go to school and just, just talking English. And I mean, <laughs> sure. and did I get better? No, but you know, my, my dialect, my grandma still makes fun of me to this day for, you know, the way I speak, but um, you know, at least I can understand her clearly and, and, and talk back. That's good. So you can, you can, you can actually speak your native language then. Wow. That's yeah, incre- yeah. That's modern, impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's uh, I was lucky because my grandma helped raise me um, where, you know, right when I was born here, she had come to help my mom. Uh-huh. And, you know, for the first couple of years and, you know, when you know, my mom's out, you know, working, my grandma's at home. And if I wanted to eat or if I wanted to, you know, yeah, I would, have, I, yeah, I would have exactly. Got to communicate with her. <laughs> exactly. So um, I had to speak and, and I had to learn how to, um, you know, really like listen to the language. And I was able to like grasp because sometimes I feel like when you learn a language a little later, you kind of hear the language as it is. And then you translate it into English and then mm-hmm. you you know, spit it back out. But because it was like those formative years from like one to five, I was able to like hear the language as it is and speak it, it as quicker. Yeah. Pick it up. And now I hear the language directly, speak it directly. And now I have like a weird hybrid between English and that I use with my mom and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's cool. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. And how, how did you get into music? Were your parents playing music around the house or? Yeah. Growing up, you know, especially like from, their era, like they were always listening to like the Sam Cooks and the Al Greens and, you know, just these like classic songs. And that's all we were allowed to play at the house. You know, we Uh-oh. grew up very <laughs> Christian household. And um, so, you know, my mom, the only excuse she would have would be songs that were like either old school and classic or gospel. So it was like the only two things we were really listening to. And then, and then eventually country got, included into the mix in the house because it was another genre that she felt was clean enough to, mm-hmm. you know, listen to at the time growing up. So, but yeah, so growing up, we had gospel and then we had all the old classics and, and I just loved that music, you know, as I was growing. And then obviously I started getting into my own, like the music that I love and, mm-hmm. you know, started arranging, but it was really cool to be able to have like that upbringing in that, and, and even listening to Ethiopian songs, you know, my mom loved, loved oh. Ethiopian. Yeah. Like it's really, um, you know, the jazz scene in Ethiopia, like um, is Mulatu is like a very 
very classic jazz musician who actually, you know, did a lot of cool things um, throughout the world with his music mm-hmm. and the jazz um, elements. I try to like, sometimes I find myself incorporating within music, just, cool. you know, just like without thinking. Sure. Sure. Well, what was yeah. the first instrument you learned how to play? Piano. Piano. Piano was the first instrument I picked up. Um, and, and pretty much the only instrument that I really have a full grasp of, I would say, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I picked up guitar here and there, but, but piano's always been, I mean, I feel like, you know, you get put in lessons at a very young age, you know, my mom was like trying to put me in all these lessons for things. And piano is the only one that like stuck versus like soccer or, or, you know, karate. I mean, I was, you know, <laughs> I quit karate. I mean, I, she even, she just tried so many things and I was right. like, nah, like nothing stuck except for the piano. So that's cool. And what about yeah. singing? Were you in chorus, choir, uh, vocal lessons? Yeah, I was in, I was in the choir. I was in um, the first, I was in like the choir at, at church okay. and we started doing like little plays and like, you know, things like that, that, you know, the youth get involved. Mm-hmm. And I started finding myself like, like really, really interested in like being on stage and being in the musicals. And then I started working on my voice. I think a little later, um, I kind of found that I did love to mimic those artists since I was a young age, like those Sam Cooks and like some of my favorite artists are like those legends. So I found my kind of my inspiration to go into music from them. And then it just kind of started from there. Wow. And so when, when you were in the plays and stuff, uh, growing up and, through, through the church, are those your first kind of experiences performing in front of people? Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah. outside of like performing at, at the house when your mom's like, you know, sure. do something for all the guests. Um, mm-hmm. That was like the first <laughs> time I started performing in front of people. And I would say from there, I started performing more and more in, um, in, in like the church. I mean, mm-hmm. in the school side from okay. the left, the church side, I started doing some things in the school side, but I was always nervous, like growing up, I think I was kind of hindered by this image of trying to be cool. And it just didn't fit in sometimes with, with the, with the friends that I had at the time. And it was just right. kind of like a thing that I was combating with myself. Cause I was, you know, I was like, Oh, I want to be like this athlete. And I just wasn't, you know what I mean? Like that was the truth. Like every time I would try out for something, it would go horribly wrong. And I would just in my mind thought that I could eventually overcome and be this, you know, basketball player or something. But um, you know, I think I just fought with that at a young age and then eventually deciding this is what I love. Yeah. How did you get it. through that? Cause my, actually my son is in this very same predicament at this moment. Like he's not athletic, yeah. but uh-huh. he, he, we, my wife forced him into being in the choir or chorus at school and yeah. he can do it. And he's always singing around the house and he plays guitar and she kind of like shoot him into it like contacted <laughs> yeah. the chorus teacher around his back and he's yeah. like like embarrassed by it and i and i'm curious to know how you kind of got through that just so i could feed I, it to him <laughs> i mean honestly it's a tough one i it, it it first it always depends about you know the friends you have and then mm-hmm. the, the group that you are immediately around so if you're not around the the creatives or the artistic um, individuals that are always in either some sort of drama or band or if you're not with those friends you find yourself you know, with the other friends, like with the other groups that kind of lean towards other, you know, preferences. And I, and I feel like nowadays, obviously it's so different. I, mm-hmm. Honestly, I would say like everyone's melding within so many different, you know, like you could be in band and you're also like, you know, on the, on the football team. Like, I, I feel like that's just like this era almost, I feel like does that more in high school. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
but yeah, when I was with him, I feel like it was, it was very much like, oh, this is what you try to do. Or even if you're not in sports, you're like, just not like not doing drama. So the way I got right. over it, oh, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like I just had like this moment of like, I think my mom was always pushing me. And then I mm-hmm. remember one time a teacher, actually, I got to give credit to in this. I think I was in the seventh grade and, you know, they, they were like, you know, come up with a jingle for class. And okay. she was like, it was like the English teacher or something. And um, she was like, come up with a jingle for class, perform it in front of class, like the creative little jingle that you come up with and do something unique. And, you know, everyone had a, had a, you know, a topic. And I think mine was like Folgers, but I couldn't stick with like the, the traditional Folgers oh, in yeah. my cup song. So <laughs> that'd be hard, man. That yeah, thing is so I catchy. <laughs> it is. And I'm just like, ah, how do I do this? But I did something interesting enough that the English teacher sat down and was like, huh. And, and then I remember at the end of class, she had the drama teacher come in before class even ended and was like, pulled me outside. And she's like, look, I think that this is something you should try out for. There's a play going on right now. You know, it's after school, but I think this is something that you um, would benefit from. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know. And, And I tried to like fight it, but you know, she put me in it. And I think that was an earlier time for me like it was a little mm-hmm. too early for me to be able to like gr- fully dive in I was still kind of nervous but I think after I got my feet wet and I started realizing that this is what really made me happy um I just was like you know what I gotta just go for it and just be me and I actually found that a lot of my friends were really supportive and was like like uh, I think appreciate the authenticity about somebody when mm-hmm. you do do something that you're passionate about they can see it and I remember them coming out and supporting in the plays or, you know, as the older I got, I got more comfortable in the, in the role and they would come out and they'd be like the loudest in the crowd. So I, it just was one of those things where you think something, you know, you, you put a lot of pressure in your mind before you actually even give it a shot. So that's, that's what I, I found. I don't know if that helped. No, that but. was beautiful. That's beautiful, man. I'm going to take that clip <laughs> and be like, told you watch. <laughs> Dude, that's cool. That's really cool. So yeah. you, you got the validation. You, you leaned into it. When did you start writing songs? I, I want to say I started writing songs like towards the end of high school. Okay. And, and really, and really started like, you know, coming into the story that I wanted to tell and, and how I was going to approach, um, you know, you know, just having uh, a project or, or or something in that vein. I, I kind of thought about it hard and I just didn't know how to do it, but I would just start writing jingles, writing little limericks and like, just like working on things at home. And then eventually it got to a point where I was like, you know, I, I, I'm just going to start laying these things down mm-hmm. on my phone and, you know, trying to like, you know, record things on, on whatever I could. And, and that's where I kind of got my start really. Okay. And did you end up going to school for music or you just took this as a passion? Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was a passion of mine. I went to school actually for directing. Like I, my, my goal was like, I wanted to really direct and oh, I do like love film. film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love film, love film so much. Like I still do direct some of my videos, this that's current awesome. video that's coming out. Yeah. I didn't direct this one, uh-huh. um, but the previous one I did. Um, cool. And yeah, I just got to like, you know, I, I, I do love the only thing I love outside of music is film. And so that is like where I was. So I went to school for it. And then when I went to school, I started realizing that like also my, my school didn't really have a great program for the film side. It was more theater based. Mm -hmm. So the directing side was for the theater. And I was just like, Oh, like, 
so I went in for that essentially to like direct for the theater. And then, and then I realized that that really wasn't where I'd find, you know, the, the kind of direction I was going with. And I just kind of took a step back and just started really writing music while I was in school. Okay. Wow. And yeah. when did you like, I mean, the first record you put out or was Red Canary. That was like the first EP, right? Yes. Well, before that I had put out like, so the way that it worked was I kind of was sitting around and um, I, I had just gotten out of school and went to New York and I decided, I was like, you know what? I really have to give this a shot. I'm in New York now. How do I do this? And I oh, kind of went on to, Did you move to New York to pursue music? Yes. Like okay. I went to New York to pursue music while I also, you know, got a job. Like I, I got a, I got a marketing kind of style job where I was like, all right, let me focus on um, this and, mm-hmm. you know, try this and attempt. And so I kind of went on double XL and saw like this freshman producer class, like this top 10 freshman producer class. And it was of that, like, you know, that time. And I remember being like, all right, like, how about I just shoot off a voice memo? And I sent an email to like one of the producers and he was kind enough to be like, Hey, like, you know, and he was like kind of up and coming and and working on his own thing. And, and he was kind enough to be like, you know, all right, I like this voice memo sent me back a beat that he produced. And there's a lot of live instrumentation that he used. Like they, you know, he had a sax player, he had a, bass player he had a you know a a piano player so everyone kind of melded and sent me back Mm -hmm. something within a day or two i was like this is incredible and he was like yeah like what's your deal and i was like, i'm from virginia i would love to you know try and make more stuff and he's like look like why don't you come out to la and uh work with us and we could try to make you know your project come to life so that was kind of like the first step really into making music yeah that was like and then i started like going back and forth and then um and then now you know kind of got me to this point Wow. So you were bouncing back before and back and forth between New York and Los Angeles. Yeah. Trying to work like, cause I was working in New York, but like, mm-hmm. I would like try to like take a weekend and go there. And, you know, and, and I remember certain moments when, you know, I was so nervous cause it was my first time. And, and these guys were really, you know, kind of really doing some cool things at the time. And I was like, all right, how, you know, I'm, I, I've never done this before at this, at this stage. And I just have these ideas and, you know, I came in, I was nervous trying to sing. And I remember, you know, cause I, I wasn't used to singing in a smaller room uh-huh. with multiple people in a studio space. You know, I was just like, Oh, like, Intimidated. like 10 people in here. Yeah. 10 people because of the style of music that they do. It's not like a producer just makes a beat and he has a, and then it's you and this producer and an engineer. Uh-huh. It was like, you're in there with the guitar player with da da da, And like, you're coming up with your ideas you're singing out. Cause I, at this point, I just had so many ideas I wanted to do and I'd sing it. And then they would just create the music behind it. And it mm-hmm. would be like, I, and, and so, but then the recording part happened while everyone was in the room. So I remember just being like, all right, well, you know, I, I'll try this. And I was nervous and I wasn't doing well. And, and every take I, I didn't do good on, I, I would just kind of be like, ah, like, you know, get more nervous and do a worse take. And then finally, I remember producer took me outside and was like, Hey man, look, like, you flew out here to get this done and, and, and take this risk. Like, you know, you really don't have that much time. You got to just go all in uh-huh. and, you know, do as much as you can and, and not worry about anything else and just give it your all and then let it all fall the way. Like it, 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 it falls. And I was like, all right, well, thanks for being upfront and honest. And I just went back in and just, Slayed just it. it. <laughs> I, I, no, no, didn't slay it. I wish like I would but you know, got better and more and just didn't, I wasn't afraid of making mistakes or, uh-huh. you know, like, uh, you know, making like going, you know, out, out of my comfort zone and trying new things. And 
and you know, he was, he was great. He coached me and, and yeah, that's, that's where it kind of started for me. That's awesome. And you put out yeah. uh blue Jay last year and that's kind of yeah. what about your relationship, current relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Blue Jay's about my current relationship and, and home with, and, and just like the love that I found because red canary was sort of telling the story about like my previous relationships and like mm -hmm. the, 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 the things I had learned from my past essentially. And like where the reason there's three birds there was, the three relationships from my past. And so oh, okay. blue Jay being the one and being the current. So, um, but yeah, like Reconair was really just kind of me learning and, and, and kind of growing into the person I was. And so when mm -hmm. I wrote that, it was kind of reminiscent and then blue Jay was more current and what I've been through. Um, and with the person that I'm with. Now. Wow. When did you meet your, your current relationship? Uh, it's been, it's been a few years now, actually. And like, honestly, it's been, like what kind of has kept me grounded and really focused on the things that I want to do. You know, she's also my creative partner in a way wow. and really helps, you know, build out the visions that I have. Um, and I've been, you know, kind of blessed to have met her, especially when I was coming to LA, you know, you're, you're trying to figure things out at that time. And I remember meeting her in a time where you felt like you may, you know, had to go out and, and try to like network and meet people right, and, right, and right. try to really, but, you know, in that process, sometimes you get a little, you know, lost and like you kind of forget like what you're what you're really trying to do and who you really kind of are in a way like about, mm -hmm. you know, what, you know, what you are and what you bring to the table. So I remember meeting her and in that moment, just being like, oh, like, you know, I've already been kind of like over the situation and I want to just take a step back and focus on just making the music and putting it out. And that's it. And And so met her and you know she was ex on the same wavelength at the time and mm -hmm. you know i was able to just kind of like you know take a step back and you'll notice on the on blue jay if it, lay low is one of the tracks and mm -hmm. it kind of is just a story of, of like how i felt at the time and being you know kind of removing myself and time to lay low and just focus on what i want to create the music that i want to make mm -hmm. and you know in that process you kind of lose touch with people and you know, kind of gets like, oh, like, where have you been? Da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to be able to remove yourself to sometimes create things that um, you you can't if you're, you know, if a lot of different, um, not voices, but a lot of different things are happening around you uh -huh. at the time. You know, you're you're focused on, oh, you just went out and saw a friend and how did the interaction with that friend go? And you know, did I do good at that, you know, event? oh, like I might have said something rude, like, you know, these other layers that me, I found that were like consuming my time mm -hmm. essentially fell away when I just decided I'm going to just go lay away, lock, lay low, lock <laughs> away and just work. And uh -huh. that's what's what it's been for the last like two years. Wow. And obviously uh, that song resonated with, with people. It's got well over a million plays on Spotify and that's amazing, man. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that is, um, you know, it's funny that that song is the one that kind of is the more popular, you know, I lean towards writing a lot about love and, mm -hmm. you know, like that's kind of where, you know, Blue Jay um, sat, but you know, Layla at the end of the day is still a very, universal topic i think it's like people understand that the premise of like you know mm -hmm. just kind of removing yourself from situations that you're not a fan of and mm -hmm. putting yourself in the right state of mind to be able to have not only peace but get further in life for sure
with blue with blue jay did you put that record out post like pandemic or was that a project that you had done before that was like i remember finishing it in the early like i had already even started on it and a few of the tracks had already come out uh-huh. um and then the pandemic hit and i essentially went in and for me when the pandemic hit at this point i'd already kind of been really laying low aggressively so uh-huh. for about a year before the pandemic hit i had been quarantining on my own so sure. i just didn't really you know i was like already in this <laughs> You're like already prepared. Of yeah i was like oh okay so now we're all indoors the streets right. are clear and so it's like i'm get to just go straight to the studio every day and have no traffic um and on top of that because of quarantine like the studio space that was like multiple you know, like smaller studios within a, mm-hmm. a bigger building, sure. all were empty. So it was just me and the one producer in our space quarantined. And like, That's it just rad. was, it was just like, okay, for me, like I was able to find a little bit of a positive within such mm-hmm. a like trying yeah. time for, sure. for everyone. And, and it was just like, okay, like, so I just focused and finished it in that time. And I actually was able to finish it much quicker than if like, you know, everything had been open. Do you feel like it, af- it affected the record in any way? Uh, no, actually, like, okay. you know, because Lalo had already actually been out before the pandemic. Um, oh, okay. I want to say, was it before or mid? Actually, it might have been right in the beginning of the pandemic, right? Okay. Like, so it's like the top. Um, and, then the, and then the EP came out a couple months later. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I want to say that's correct. But yeah, so... Um, it didn't really affect the record as much because it was already kind of when I was telling and my story. Yeah. The story um, had already begun and the story yeah. had already been written. It was about my relationship, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I, I usually, I usually didn't write from a space of like, you know, Oh, is, is like how I'm feeling during this amount of time. I think at, at that point it had already been done. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and that story continues with your new song. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Save this dance for me. And this is also about your, your relationship. Well, you tell me what's this song about. (laughs) So yeah, no, um, save this dance for me. It's, it's going to be off the heels of blue Jay and it's coming on the blue Jay deluxe and that's going to be out um, in in the near future. Um, but yeah, it it kind of like tells the story and the continuation of like, you know, kind of meeting her in a way and, and, and no matter what goes on or what happens, um, let's just remember this moment and it kind of encapsulates that first time seeing her um, in, in, this, in this place called Makai. It's, it's an interesting story, but I, I saw her blue light everywhere. And that's kind of the opening line, like blue light shining through the room. And, um, and you know, she caught my eye and, and just, you know, kind of an ode to just that first dance that we had. And, um, you know, and if anything goes stronger, you know, there's always going to be times that are ups and downs. Let's just at least remember this and make sure that we remember how good this is to to make sure we don't lose it. That's cool. So this yeah. is essentially the story of the first time you ever you you saw her and, and met her. Yeah, exactly. And and it kind of leads into, you know, like the first first kind of captures in a way that moment of like seeing her and like, you know, getting like, hey, like let's remember this moment, you know, tomorrow kind of thing. But then in the second verse, I kind of go in further into the relationship and where I'm saying, you know, no matter what happens at this point, you know, let's just, you know, no matter what happens when we're older, let's save this memory. 
and you know say this dance for me and like that way it's just kind of reminiscent of what we have now so cool so cool and the Thank video you. is out in what like 15 minutes so by the yeah, time you'll hear yeah. this it'll be out talk to me about the video yeah um i mean the video is you know we got to work with an incredible um directing duo directed by mom and they uh, really brought this vision to life of um these two dancers mike tyus and madison olon and they're just so talented um you've probably seen some of their stuff actually it's really really like you know very you know, new choreography and like very like, you know, very intimate the way that they tell the story and movement. It's just beautiful. So um, directed by mom had previously worked with, you know, one of the dancers and I, I believe they might have worked with Matt as well. But yeah, they were able to like, you know, they kind of saw the vision that we wanted to create with the song and um, they were able to take it and run with it and, and make something so beautiful with these two dancers and, and really tell the story through dance. That is awesome. I can't wait to yeah. see it. So it's, it's yeah. it'll be out here in a few, in a few minutes. And what, yeah, what else? Do you, yeah. What do you, do you have more, more stuff coming on the way? Like you, you, you mentioned yes. a deluxe version of yeah. Blue Jay. Is that going to contain any other songs aside from save this dance for me? Yeah, it'll, it'll contain a couple more songs. Um, right now we're in the finishing stages. I'm actually um, in France right now and working. Oh, wow. to, yeah. Like I'm actually calling you from here and that's dope. I'm going to, yeah, going to be doing a couple of shows um, in in the in the area because um, it's been you know some of the music, some of the songs have been resonating with people on this side um, cool. in like Germany and Belgium. So yeah, so we're trying to you know kind of go and 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 do smaller shows here sure. and, and kind of you know show um, appreciation for the people who've been listening. And then that's awesome. Uh, yeah, and coming back um, shortly after and finishing everything up and putting the deluxe out. That is awesome. Have you done a show yeah. yet? since the um, pandemic the, uh no not since the pandemic no so wow yeah we're um we we're we're lining everything up for this coming um fall to start doing shows going to do a show in the dmv um we did a small you know showcase um for a really good cause um for empower community weekend for like you know very um big in the dc area for the ethiopian community and they like uh -huh help people and kind of bring in a bunch of panelists. So we were able to do an event um, there to kind of do a small showcase, but now we're going to start really preparing for the shows. Very cool. That's really exciting. Yeah. And you have yeah. shows that, okay. you said you're in, you're in France now and you have shows yes. coming up in France. Yeah. Are you playing, well, you're we're playing doing, out there? Um, here we're, we're trying to take a little break while we prepare for um, the shows that we're going to be doing. Hopefully one um, coming States. up in Germany soon. Oh, okay. Um, and then, one in uh, kind of a showcase in London, and then we're going to come back over um, to the States. That's exciting. For a second. That, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, that's exciting, man. Well, very yeah. cool. And uh, I, I love the record and I can't wait to watch the video Thank here you. in a couple Thank minutes. Um, and I have one more question for you, Alexander, before I let you go. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Um, for aspiring artists, I mean, it kind of leans back to what we were talking about with, you know, your, your son. I mean, I would say, you know, as long as you write something that's really just true to you, only you can ever create something, whether it be writing a song, creating, you know, a role or, or anything that you do in the arts, as long as it's something that you can pull from your own experiences and try to find something within it that, you know, you um, relate to, I feel like somebody out there is going to appreciate it and listen to it. And that's really what you're doing it for, whether or not it's for multiple people or one person that at the end of the day gets to like 
sit back and say, I appreciate the thing that you have put out into this book.